Welcome to the Powering Real Estate Podcast, sessions with top real estate business leaders and their strategies for success. Learn from some of the best in the industry. Join Lee Adkins as he talks to industry leaders on how they built and maintain their real estate business. All right, I'm here today with Sergio Gonzalez, the president of SG Associates. How are you today, Sergio? Awesome, Lee. I'm doing great. Cool. Great. And you guys you guys are a brokerage in uh, Westlake Village, California, yes? Yeah, so Westlake Village, um, probably most people know maybe Calabasas, right? Justin Bieber, Kardashian area. <laughs> so we're about like five minutes from there. Awesome. That's cool. And tell us a little bit about the company, kind of how you guys are structured, how long you've been in business, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I started the company back in 2015 as a solo agent uh, and then grew that into more of a team, uh, a owner broker team uh, only model. And then recently in 2021, we opened it up to also an independent uh, agent model as well. So we have independent agent model, team model is kind of where we're at now. That's great. Actually, a lot of people I've talked to on the show are, are in that type of hybrid model where there's a, well, like a leads team mm-hmm. and then there's more independent yeah. uh, agent side. I think that's really where it's at for the future. Cause in theory, in my vision, and I'd love to hear yours, it, you want people to grow, right? You want them to graduate in some sense from taking company leads, but you got to have a path for them. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else. Exactly the point um, that I try to, to share with, with people, even on my team. I say, you're, you know, my hope is that you're not on my team forever unless you want to be there, right? Unless you, you feel there's uh, an exorbitant mass value that you're, you're just like, hey, this works for me. Why, why you know, if it's not broken, why, why do I need to do anything? But if you're ready to move on to your own, why would I want them to leave the brokerage? I got to have these different pathways for them as they move up or graduate into different areas. And so um, obviously they're a good culture fit. They're a good production fit. I'd want them to be an advocate of the brokerage. And, and continue to uh, be be a supporter. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that. And what kind of, just at a high level, what kind of services do you guys provide for, for both the team agents and then for the non-team agents? I know you're pretty staff heavy. So part, you know, all, all of the support was are obviously built around the team, right? So I have two virtual assistants, office, office assistant, marketing uh, team, which one includes local and then i have a virtual assistant for my marketing director who's in serbia and then basically it's at really no cost to the team for a lot of the assets that we design and develop because that just gets done for you type of uh, uh, value proposition and then with the independent agent model those templates are there but they then absorb the cost to update them to their information or so they have some you know skin in the game as they should as an independent agent as a higher percentage of fee they need to have some sort of uh, investment in uh, 
in their business. Yeah, no, that that's great. I, I love that. And I guess also along what we talked about, if they're going to graduate one day, they're probably still going to want some of the services. They're just not going to necessarily get them for, for free or be, because of their split. So yeah, that makes perfect sense. And let's talk a little more about marketing. Like honestly, the focus of this of uh, this podcast is, is more operations, but you know, you guys really do an amazing job at your marketing and like you've, I know you've got a podcast, you're everywhere. You are everywhere. I see you everywhere. Tell me about your overall marketing strategy and then, and then a little more about how you guys execute. Yeah. So, you know, I think that was a a huge differentiating factor for us coming into the marketplace was our, was and is our marketing, right? So just continuing to level up, raise the bar. I think a lot of times what I see in different brokerages or different teams or agents is they establish, quote unquote, a a brand or an image per se, and then it 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 it, it remains flat. And one of the things that I've always done is here's baseline, how do I raise the bar? Okay, I did that. How do I raise the bar? And it then continues to just, you have this widening gap of innovation, creativity, differentiation, and brand association that it just kind of takes over and is all consuming. And it resonates with people. People watch that. They see that. They feel that. They experience that in a way that, uh, you know, creates an experience. It creates advocacy and creates a buzz, essentially. Yeah, where it is something I, that's notable about you, I think, is you're very consistent about it, both in format and in in timing and execution. Where does that come from? Is that is that you, or is that you delegated to somebody? Like, how do you stay that consistent? Yeah, so that, that's part of you know, like, what is the branding standard? What's the guidelines? And then what are your SOPs? Your your you know, standard operating procedures around marketing, right? So when I take a listing as an example, you know, most agents, you're going to take a photo with their cell phone, just not as like, put it in the MLS, I get that. But they'll take a photo of like, hey, coming soon, right? Check me out. Here I am, you know, my new listing. I won't do that. I'll hire the photographer to go do the twilight shot for me so that I can announce the coming soon with my framed, you know, image, watermarked, and it becomes a signature campaign, right? So nothing happens until that gets posted. My And the same thing for the just sold, the same thing for the open house, same thing for for sale, same thing for in escrow. It's all standardized. And this is the, these are the posts that I make. I don't willy nilly it, right? And so that way people know what to expect when they hire me or when they've had an experience that they can just, oh, every time you post something, it's always beautiful. It's always elegant. It's always, you know, it looks great, right? And so especially when also when it comes to staging, as the, as the example, they know that I do stage majority of my properties. They're like, I always know it's one of your listings because it just always looks great, 
And I always know that's an SG associates listing. And that's the experience. That's the brand experience I want to be associated with is that they know, boom, that must be an SG associates listing because, or an agent, right? That's associated with them. So that's part of making sure that the agents that I am bringing on from an independent, independent functionality or not functionality, but um, the independent agents coming on versus my team, right? Because my team is, well, this is how we do it. It doesn't really right. matter. Yeah, yeah it's like it, it's, it's just done. But but I've had to now make sure that I really am bringing on agents that are buying into that that bar, that playing that standard of when you take a listing, these are the things that you are committed to doing because this is what why you're here. This is why you've come here is because our marketing is amazing because our marketing is different because our marketing is sexy and beautiful. So why are you going to bring your crappy strategies over to my, you know, to the brokerage? It, it doesn't mix well. So I'm really filtering out a lot of people that, you know, wild, wild west over at another firm where they have no brand guidelines or no uh, oversight on what they do and how they do it. And it really impairs or brings down what the community and the consumer is expecting. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. And I think something that's really interesting to me is I'm seeing a lot more of this. Maybe it's, I'm just hanging out with the right people, but you know, it used to be a lot of people who were recruiting was just like, we need agents. We need agents. You're pretty good. You've done some business. Come on over. And more and more, as I'm talking to people, they say, this is how we do business. If that aligns with you and if, 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 and vice versa, you know, it's a two way street. I'm seeing that more and more. And I think the people doing that are really reaping rewards now of, of having the right people, not just, not just yeah, a bunch just, of it, It's going to affect the culture, right? So if I bring on agents that are not design driven or uh, technology driven, and that's what we're talking about. That's what our meeting's about. That's what uh, my messaging is about. There's an automatic disconnect. They're like, what am I doing here? That doesn't resonate with me. I'm going to kind of just go do my own thing. And then next thing you know, they're out, right? They, they isolated themselves and then you don't hear from them. And then next thing you know, they, they leave your brokerage. And it had to do with more of, I don't think the, the brand and their expectations were in alignment, right? When does friction uh, uh, arise is when expectations are not met. Yeah, for sure. And again, just I just want to, I know I already said it a few times, but I just want to speak to your consistency. I mean, I, I have my YouTube alerts on for you for uh, the SG Associates channel. And like, lo and behold, there, there it is. Like every time I check on YouTube, I'm like, boom, new listing, new podcast, client event video. I mean, you guys do all that. You know, super. Yeah, and nothing gets released until it's completely dialed in. Right. Yeah. And so the video stuff is great. I know you guys do email newsletters consistently. I mean, you're doing all that. I know your tech stack is pretty heavy. We don't have to go into details, but how much of that is on, or we can, but how much of that is, how much of that are the agents aware of, or how much of that is you setting things up that then they just have to operate within? So, you know, it, it's kind of a funny thing. I'm sure that you're 
you hear, right? So you have all these brokerages in the marketplace that sell you on, oh, our our technology and our technology and, and all of it honestly is from, I have not seen anything innovative, right? It's It's all these outside firms that are, that's all they do all day, every day that is innovative, right? Like follow a boss, right? As an example, that's, they do that day in, day out. They are the most cutting edge, probably CRM out there. So that's part of our text tech stack. Ylopo with their, you know, Google ads and Facebook ads and dynamic retargeting, like just let the special go hire the specialist, right? Go hire the the precision executor and just bring them on as part of your part of your team. So I think at this point, really, it's just finding the greatest, the smartest people, putting them in the right seats, right? And I think that's like when when I was transitioning over to follow boss, I was like, okay, who is the follow up boss guru? Because that's who I need. That's where you came in, right? Somebody recommended you. Uh, I, I checked you out, went to your YouTube, went to your website, looked at what you were talking about in, within the group. And I'm like, okay, guys, legit, let's bring them on, right? And so I think it's more about really finding who the experts are, bringing them, putting them in the right seats and let them do their thing, trust the process. And that becomes your tech stack or, or you know, your go-to people per se. And I think that's what we sell to the agents is, hey, we have the, the relationships with the right people that are going to help excel your business, right? So if I had an agent that was coming from another CRM looking, coming to follow up boss, I'd be like, hey, you know what? You need to call Lee. He's going to walk you through follow up boss and some of the things and best practices. He did that for me. I'd recommend him for you. And knowing that there's that relationship, I think is is kind of key. So that applies to Sisu, applies to Follow Boss, applies to Wailopo and all the other, you know, different things that we're utilizing, I think is, is key. Cool. Yeah, it's it's wild. I mean, it, it, that that learning curve, you know, I know when we work together on that, just the, the learning curve, like you, you could have figured all that out. No question in my mind. Yeah. But to shorten that and make it quick so that you can move on to something else. Exactly. Um, and if I- I wanted to head into tracking next. So let's talk a little more about kind of follow boss. I guess Wailopo doesn't really do any tracking, but you're tracking what's happening at Wailopo, but the follow boss Sisu. Right. Like, I mean, a case in point there, right? Like you connected me with another individual, um, David, no, Daniel, right? Daniel from data help, right? Like that was a game changer. So again, those relationships, because you're dealing with other people within the ecosystem, that was a huge connect because that solved a major problem from how do I get the the leading indicators out of follow-up boss and getting them into CSU and syncing properly. And then the training aspect to getting the team of, okay, this is how we do it now with follow I mean, there's just so many things that, you know, to get integrated to working. Right. So many things that can go wrong. <laughs> There's so many things that can go wrong. And so I, it was a complete game changer this year. Because, yeah, we started working together, I think, last, last year. There's so many things that got integrated this year. It's like the machine is so big now in regards right. to how these things are all working together. Right. Like, I can't even touch it anymore or else it's going to break. 
right? right. <laughs> going down the hill. <laughs> yeah, you know, that it went from you to David to Sisu to Elena Key to Jeff Ose you know, Jeff Moore with O'Sears and and then Jesse with call action. It's like the machine is so big now, like I don't know where to I don't touch anything anymore. I just email and say, hey, can you check this? Can you check that? Can you, right. you know, it, it's it's a big machine now. Yeah, but that's it, great. It's working and my coach loves well, it. Now you can see everything. Right. And that's uh, the key. I think that's the difference, right? A lot of people get all those things, but if they're not setting them up properly. And, and then ultimately, to your point, getting the data to look at and go, hey, maybe we stop spending money here, or maybe we need to double down on this, or hey, maybe this agent needs more training on what to say on the phone. Like they got the appointment, but they didn't convert. So what is that? What does right. that look like? Now, now we can look at what, like, of course, how many dials they're doing, uh, what the connection rate is, right? Are they calling during the right times? What's their average talk time, the total talk time? How many conversations per appointment? How many appointments set? How many appointments met? Buyers versus listings. And then how many went into escrow? And then I can really look at those metrics on a daily basis, on a month, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, and then just do from, you know, goals to actuals and percentages, quarter over quarter, month over month, and really have those conversations with your ISA or with your agents. And, and knowing just knowing where you are, it brings the anxiety down from the ISA level to the agent level, knowing that this is normal, you gotta just keep going, right? So if we know industry average is, you know, 40 to 50 conversations per appointment and you're at 30 and you're like, man, I'm just not, you know, like, I don't, I'm, do I suck? You know, is this, you know, I'm not feeling good about this. I'm like, no, you just haven't talked to enough people yet. Like you gotta keep going. You haven't even reached average. You haven't even reached average yet. So knowing that you have these metrics in place, it really helps the agents, ISAs understand where they need to be, what their performance, it's their report card, it's their daily report card where they get to rate themselves and then you get to just have more intelligent conversations with them to help them reach their goals and what they can do a little bit better, right? Like, hey, I'd love to see your connection rate a little bit higher you know i notice it's been dropping off why don't we have you start your day you know a little bit later so that you can in that later evening time go from like four to seven versus nine to five right as an example so you can make those little adjustments but if you don't track it and you don't measure it you don't even know what adjustments to make and you're purely operating off of how you feel that given day or that given week or that given month or whatever the case may be right yeah, that that's great. And what is, what does that look like? Do you have consistent meetings with people? Do you look at the KPIs first and then call the meeting? Like, what is, how does that work? So every day I look at the KPIs. Um, every morning I'm looking at what yesterday's connection rate, what is, how many conversations, how many appointments, and then I with with my ISA. Uh, okay. And then we have a call review, right? So we have a call review with the ISA. I'll listen to a couple of calls and just see give little one degree improvements. You know, I would have said this, I would have asked that question, or did you hear what they actually said? Because I didn't hear a response. 
So it's an ongoing just skill development level up with the ISA because they're having the most conversations. And then right. with the agents, it's more of a weekly type of type of type of deal um, that, okay. I, that I have with them. And are they typically, you don't have to give a percentage, but are they typically mostly taking ISA set appointments or are they setting some of their own? Like how does yeah, that flow? So, yeah, no, they, I, I teach them how to fish, but then I also give them fish, right? So the okay. ISA is doing their thing, but I have them generating, lead generating um, on their own through circle dialing, door knocking, farming, mailing, video, social media, like all the normal kind of stuff. And this yeah. is kind of like cream, you know, for cool. the yeah, that's great. And how do you plan for that? I mean, we're coming up on on end of year. Like, how do you do you kind of set? Do they set goals around that? Do you do that with them? Do they do it on their own and then come to yeah. you? What does that look well, like? Yeah, so all of that is put into Sisu and on the, on the, then on our own uh, tracking KPI uh, Google Sheet that we've kind of integrated. So a lot of the data that comes out of Sisu goes into this sheet, and that's all you know, updated by our virtual assistants on a daily basis. They get an email every day. Who's making the most calls, who's making the most connections, who's setting the most appointments. We have Slack going on with Jeff, you know, Jeff Moore over at Osir. So everyone's now seeing notifications, appointment set, appointment set, appointment set. We're live streaming our, our, I created this Facebook group for expired circle dialing and FISBOs and whatnot. We, we have like over 500 people in that group now, and we're making live calls, uh, live calls using Mojo, using call action, using FUB, and what those conversations sound like, hear like. We work on the scripts in in real time and real objections, and so it, it, it it's a it's a training. We do that every Wednesday. Okay, that's killer. That's a that's a. That's a good one. Does that ultimately, I mean, I assume it's people all across the country, but I assume that's got to feed your recruiting a little bit. There's got to be some local people that yeah, are you know, I, you know, I'm just taking the the more uh, agent attraction model a lot, right? So I think it's a combination of both, right? So you have the, the, the proactiveness of recruiting, setting appointment, but then you also have the agent attraction um, model at the same time where you have to give a massive amount of, free content coaching and value right to the agent marketplace so if if you haven't noticed or seen that i've been holding my office meetings facebook live instagram live on what i am talking to my team and my agents about right so mondays it's a lot of what we're talking about now right skills development tactics strategies process systems you know more tactical kind of stuff. And then on Wednesdays, it's all about marketing, right? So farming, video, email, social media, you know, networking, event marketing, all of anything marketing related happens on Wednesdays, 930, Facebook Live, Instagram Live, and then Mondays is more tactical at 930 as well. Live. That's so great. I mean, I think the reality of it is, is, you know, this industry was built around, even when I got in it, we won't say what year that was, but even when I got in it, it was still built around like keeping the secrets. I mean, I, I started out at, at Remax and it was like, you do not share anything ever. And it's like, I'm going to beat you in the sales meeting next month. And so I'm not telling you any tools I'm using, any strategies. And I love to see now it's like, 
we realize there's no magic secret thing. You got to do the work. I think, you know, that, I think a lot of people have realized, number one, that, you know, 90, 98% of the people are still aren't going to do it. Like they honestly are just not going to do it. But I think what it has allowed, it, it, it addresses two issues. Number one is there's a narrative out there, right? About you as a broker owner or as a team leader, as you become more successful, you get a lot more haters. If you don't have any haters, then you're not really anybody yet. Anyways, right? So your goal should should be to get some haters, but it also addresses and changes the narrative that those haters are putting out there about you, right? Oh, he's a a hole, or he's you know this or that, whatever. But here I am live streaming everything I do. I'm a normal dude, right? Giving and sharing with no expectations, watch it or not, open kimono, right? And so it's like, it can't be true, right? Like what so-and-so said about Sergio just can't be true because look at what he's doing. So I, I think it, that's kind of part of the reason why I, I decided to do that. And I still too, and there's a lot of, you know, some of these other um, team leaders or broker owners or, a lot of um, my friends who are in EXP or in some of the other brokerages, they're putting on these private, you know, webinars or private uh, retreats around certain marketing where I'm just doing it live. Like, here you go. Like, you know, I don't even need to keep it that exclusive per se. And so I think uh, it's, it's kind of circumventing just, all of that, put it all out. It'll all, you know, your vibe will attract your tribe. And that's basically, you know, what I'm trying to do. Yeah, that that's great. I, I love it. And, uh, and speaking to that, I mean, even, you know, I didn't mention before in the videos, but, you know, even I, you probably have a bunch of them, but there was one particular client event video. It was outdoors. I know it was within the last year, I think it was outdoors. It's, I still think of it all the time. Like it's so relevant and interesting and it's like it looks fun i'm like i wish i lived closer because i would i would have been there they just look look great like I, I can even tell the agents look like they're having fun you know they're not being drugged there either. they're having fun yeah yeah we have a couple of signature events you know we have the pumpkin patch uh halloween one and and all the community comes out and then we just had the sweets with santa santa we get santa's in here and freaking winter wonderland and again just trying to level up those experiences and you know we got listing opportunities out of that because they come and they they visit and they want to of course they're going to have a conversation about you know their house or maybe they heard somebody looking to make a move or whatnot but it's more of a casual setting less threatening and everybody's having a good time those are the types those are the types of marketing events that, that i like to do yeah that's great i i always say to people you know, how much it is truly a lifestyle. Like you you don't turn it on. You're not just prospecting from nine to 11. You know, it really is. But I, I think, you know, setting your agents up for success with that, with things like that, with events, with great content, with videos they can share, even if it's not their listing, you know, if it's a company listing, 
or anything like that? I would say to that point also is that's another little differentiating factor that we've done where if you're working within a brokerage right now, like go to your number one agent and be like, hey, can I post your listings on my social media? Can I use, you know, take a video at your listing? And the answer more than likely is going to be no, right? Because it's very me, 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 mine, mine, mine type of deal. And I'm like, here's a new listing, guys. Go and do a video over there. Welcome to our new listing, right? Like it's always we, our, you know, type of language. But the but the perception, right? The perception is that it's their listing. So all of the assets that we create. We give them to every single agent, whether you're on the team, you're not on the team, because I'm trying to help build their persona and their profile. And and it's with our marketing, of course, and, and standard. So it, it's a win-win. Yeah, that that's great. And ultimately, you know, it's funny, I'm doing my code ethics because it's end of year and it's that year. But it's funny how that fits into it, right? Because that is, in theory, the premise behind all that is that, you know, we should all, and it goes back to the sharing information. We should all be helping each other. Like this business is hard enough as it is. Why can we not, you know, give somebody a leg up or some advice or, you know, any, anything like that? And I, I would even say that's why I like doing stuff like this. You know, I don't think you or I have any secrets we wouldn't we wouldn't share out with uh, anybody. And like you said, the key is just doing it, just taking the action. Yeah, I mean, uh, even if you were here next door to me in my in my marketplace i'd be like yeah here here you go here's what i do here's how i do it you know i wish the best for you right because i know eventually i know eventually lee's gonna be like you know what man like you're awesome like maybe we should just work together and and for sure i think some of that maybe this is a little too too psychological but i think some of that is a confidence thing right because people are worried that like you're gonna yeah you're gonna take my stuff you're gonna take my market share there's so much for all of us. Yeah. Wouldn't it be a lot more exciting to do it together and rock it out? That's it. I think so. Absolutely. That's great. Well, let's talk a little bit more about some of the KPIs. If you could talk about them either specifically or just in general, like how did you, is it historical data? Like how did you arrive at, at the numbers that, that you're, you're looking for? Uh, well, one is, I think as a, as a, you know, growing into my business, you're, you know, I was always looking at obviously the more lagging indicators of like, okay, how many houses, how many houses, what was my volume like? What was my GCI like? I was always looking at that. Right. But as I matured and I, you know, got really got, you know, I had my real estate coaches through, you know, Tom Ferry and leveling up. And as my business grew, my financial management intelligence also had to grow right and so it's like well where what are your numbers in the sense of how many people are you talking to to generate an appointment and it really becomes math at that point so i think once you i think the the struggle more than anything was not knowing how to put this together because it wasn't going to be me it wasn't, I am not going to track it. If you, if Lee, if you told me, Hey, I want you to tell me how many people you called and set appointments and I need you to put it on a spreadsheet. I'd, I'd forget. 
I wouldn't do it. And then the next time we'd have a call, you'd be like, dude, what's your numbers? I'd be like, oh, shit, I, I wouldn't know. Well, I had to. So I had to find systems or people to do it for me, to make these systems talk to each other so that it wasn't reliant on me. And I think part of it was, again, having the right systems that play well with each other. Follow-up boss is like the Apple of CRMs. They play well with everybody. Missing, you know, just that minor connection between CSU. That's how it, it, it got come together. Then it got elevated with the the new coach that I have at Tom Ferry because he's he's coaching some of the mega teams with like a full ISA division, right? And I'm not even at that level, but he has the blueprints of what that tracking and measuring looks like that I can just use at my level for where I'm currently at in my business. So it was putting together the the, the, the systems that I could gr grow into so that the wheels don't fall off as I'm my production increases, my agent count increases. It's just rinse, repeat, grow, and, and, and it'll scale with that. Right. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. I mean, you have definitely built it to scale and you've built it in a way that you're ready for that. You're ready for the, you know, or whatever that next tier is, whether it's agent count or, or production or sides or whatever, however you want to measure that. But, and that goes back, obviously a, a big piece of that goes back to mindset too, because if you're not, you know, a lot of people are struggling just to get all the pieces. Your head was like, I got to get all the pieces so I can get to the, to the next part. Beyond that, is that just coaching or is that kind of natural to you? Like, where does that all come from? Yeah, I, no, I think that really came from coaching is like you you need to you need to have the vision that that is what's going to happen. Right. It, it is going to happen. It's not. Well, let me let me let me go do this first before I build that. I, I'd rather build a, a good foundation and then and then continue to break the machine. Uh, to <laughs> to to grow it, and sometimes you know you don't want to have too big a machine, but you want to pick the machine that is easily scalable. Not it's broke, and I don't know what I where I need to go from here. And and I think it's relatively easy to see what machines are working well because of the community within Follow Boss and and Call Action and. and you know, your, your platforms, it's really easy to see or reach out to people to put these things in place. It's not cheap, right? Uh, and, but it saves you time. So what is it worth your time to utilize, you know, people like you and, and follow a boss and data help and some of these other places that make it nice and easy for you. And yeah, it's going to cost a little bit, but shit, that's way worse, way worse the brain damage you try to figure it out, like calculate, calculate your, your, we just did a, a video on, you know, what's your time worth? What, what's your, time worth, right? Take yeah, it. It's scary when you break it down, especially in real estate. And especially if you're either a solo or whatever, cause you're trying to do marketing yourself. You're trying to do all this stuff yourself and uh, yeah, come down to it. You're making three bucks an hour. 
Right. So, so I, like we just did this video and I was asking one of my agents, you know, okay, we calculated. So it was about like $103 an hour, right? $103 an hour that I said, that's probably what like a, 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 a therapist is going to charge these days, right? You go to a therapist who went to a four year, you, you know, school and then went to therapy school and, you know, is like, and I'm like, you're making, you know, just about as much as they are. Okay. So when you need to, you know, update your, your follow-up boss with birthdays, anniversaries, you know, just kind of maintenance of who's a past client, who's a VIP. And you can find, you can utilize one of our virtual assistants that, are at $5 an hour or $10 an hour and you find yourself doing it, it's costing you $103 to do that versus five or $10 an hour. And you're still making 90, $95 an hour. Like it's just a no brainer, right? But that's the guidance that people need. I don't want to get too up on the soapbox because I feel like I always do. That's the guidance that people need from their brokerage, right? I will give you a percentage, more traditional model if I'm getting that kind of value from you, if you're going to sit with me and tell me, hey, you know, that's not the best use. Yeah, you could do that, but you could also be out showing a house or you could be with your family at that point. If, it, if, if it's that big a disparity in money, you know, maybe you are better off taking a day off and shooting the spreadsheet over to somebody else well, on the team. Yeah, I think there, there's got to be a, you know, par- there's a paradigm shift that happens with agents. You know, it's first all about, the commission, what do I get? What do I get? What do I get? Because, you know, this, or am I going to get a cap? You know, all this, I don't know. Do I put a cap on the value I give you? Do I put a cap on the resources that I give you? How does that it's work? Over. I'm not going to help you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, you capped. I'm done. You're done. We're good. You know, like, I don't know how that works, but so, yeah, I think it's for me, how do, how do I set up the resources that I know agents need and want that I can make them accessible to them either at a lower cost and not have to go through the brain damage of having to put it together or train them. Right. Cause when you get a virtual assistant, as an example, you are, you have to train them. You have to spend hours and hours and hours getting them up to speed on what you need done, how it needs to be done, what's training them on the systems, if it's follow-up boss or CSU or Trello or, you know, any of these other things. It takes time. My virtual assistants have been with me for, you know, five years at this point. They're dialed in. So when a new agent comes on and I'm like, hey, what does your, your CRM look like? Who's in it? Are they properly tagged and organized? I'm like, oh, you want to go spend hours and hours doing that? Or you can hire our virtual assistants and they'll just track their hours and they'll send you an invoice and you pay it and they know what to do. They know what to do. You do not have to train them. You didn't have to go through the brain damage that I went through. So I think it's making it an easy button for some of these agents, but they gotta have some skin in the game. And that's why they, they pay for the raw costs, right? And some of these things and the same thing applies to like follow up boss. Right. So I have the the team account that has all the bells and whistles. They can go get follow up boss on their own. Sixty nine bucks or whatever it is. Right. Fifty nine, sixty nine dollars. And they'll get these things. But if they are on my account, they get all of these things. 
I'm like, hey, you can pay a hundred bucks. I'm paying five hundred bucks a month for all these things. Pay a hundred bucks, and that's that's how they do that, right? And the same thing with Sisu. Like, if you want to track your numbers, like I pay three thousand dollars a year for Sisu. Pay a hundred bucks. You got to have some skin in the game. It's your business. Make an investment, right? If you're not willing to invest in yourself, and you're expecting me to invest, and you're not even betting on yourself. Why do I want to do it? Like, it doesn't work like that. So I think there is a paradigm shift that, that you know you got to have with some of the agents because they, they think it's all, it's me, 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 me. And I'm like, okay, well, it doesn't really work like that. Yeah, no, that's great. I mean, you you run a really solid business, and I, I love I love to see it, and I, I certainly appreciate your time. Is there anything else under uh, kind of marketing tracking or KPIs that uh, that we didn't cover that I didn't ask you about? Um. You know, I no, I think it's it's really, you know, definitely uh when you're when you're ready to get it all I think it all starts with the virtual assistant, number one. You gotta uh-huh. have a virtual assistant because that you know, they're just data and it's all data tasks. And 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 they they're available, they'll do it, you can find them readily available. They're dependable. They're like little machines and they will just plug away on that data. It doesn't matter. They'll be staring at that spreadsheet all day long, creating formulas, right? All the percentages that you need and you can add stuff and tell them what you want and boom, it's there every single day. So I started off just with that as an independent agent. And when I grew a team, I'm like, hey, I need you to track this person's numbers too. And then it's now it's just a it's a we've grown that into the farm and the data. So they do all the data management for all the agents or the team members in their farms, average list price, sales price, comms, price per square foot, days on market, month over month, quarter over quarter, year over year, farm analysis, right? Turnover rates, uh, who's the listing agents, who's the selling agents, what their stats are. I mean, it's insane if I showed you some of these spreadsheets that they manage. I don't do that anymore, right? And so when an agent steps in, it's a done for you, out of the box, plug and play. All you got to do is give the debit card. That's a big deal. I think there's too many people that, that again, to that point of mindset, right? You're thinking that far ahead. You're keeping track of their farm. Who else is selling in there? Is it their only deal of the year or is it one of 300? Like, what is what does that big picture look like? And that's what an expert should be doing. I think too many of us are are trying to do little bits and pieces or do things that aren't our specialty. Um, when to your point, there are obviously people out there that focus on those things. So cool, man. Well, I really appreciate it. I really respect what you've built and uh, it's great talking to you. Awesome. Can't wait for the next one. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy listening to Powering Real Estate, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. Subscribes and reviews help other people find us and allow us to keep interviewing top industry experts. If you're looking for a customized solution for your follow-up boss account or wanting a free assessment of your account, visit AmplifiedSolutions.com. There you can also find free resources and link with us. 